Let Them Eat Cake with me, Lady Red Velvet. She is no lady. She's a beast. She is indeed a beast. And if you listened uh, carefully, listeners, you would have heard that that beast was not coming from me. It was coming from someone else. I'm delighted today to have with me um, one of my favorite new drag queens in Barcelona, <laughs> Kika Super Puta. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast. And actually, you are the first person that is featured. Oh, no. I had my mother, but she's not a drag okay. queen. Well, but she's a special <laughs> one. Like, I'm the, ver the first drag queen. You are the first me. drag queen joining. Oh. We, by the way, we're not... We should say we are dressed in drag at the moment. We look amazing. We, we look amazing either way. Her nails. And the I nails. Know. Well, actually, that's the only thing we have on. Well, <laughs> I know that sounds like we're naked. Um, we, we have our nails done. We do are wearing clothes, but we're not in drag. But we are eternally drag queens. Yes. Well, Kika Superputa. Hello. Um, I'm going to ask you, first of all, to start off, can you tell me three words to describe your drag? Oh, God. All three phrases. Okay, I haven't prepared that at all. <laughs> like, I have no... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I do have three things. I would say failure. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, failure. It's... I, I, I don't know, like... I've always been obsessed with failure. It, yeah. It seems kind of glamorous to me. Yeah. You, yeah. You I know can from see the that. Disney villains, yeah. they always fail. They do. But they are just glamorous in it. They, they are, are just great in it. It is true. And actually, it's interesting because failure links in with one of my topics that I often talk about, which is imperfections. Yes. And that actually imperfections can be a blessing and something you... you You have to embrace them embrace. at some point, because otherwise... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay, yeah. so number one, failure, failure. but glam, glamorously. Glam failure. Glam yes. failure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a second one, I would say camp. I... Of course, I love camp. Yeah. And I try to be, uh, as far as I can, to be camp as fuck. I would say I find it that to be a drag queen, you basically have to have camp. But I don't think these days all queens do. I don't want to say what drag queens should and should have, <laughs> shouldn't have. But I would say, for me, the essence of a drag queen should embrace camp as much as possible. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think a camp is, um, is linked to being ridiculous or being a failure or embracing imperfections because it's just exaggerating. For me, it's just yeah. exaggerating things that are, I don't know, frivolous or something. Yeah. And... Uh, and I, for me, drag is just about that, like embracing uh, stupid things that actually are very important to you and to many people. So yeah. camp is definitely a must for me. Yeah, I love that. I started my drag really doing pantomime in the UK. Yes. And that is the, the so camp. In English, we say as camp as Christmas. Camp if as you're as Christmas. camp as Christmas, okay. <laughs> if you think Mariah Carey, she is super camp. Uh, Dolly Parton camp. Yeah. So drag icons are also camp. So okay. yeah, I love that. I would definitely feel that is very much part of Red Velvet as well. Yeah. So we've got yeah, of course failure, but glamorous. 
In a camp way, yeah. Yes. I and having seen Kika perform and performing with Kika, I can say this is a reality. <laughs> She's not delusional. She is. She is absolutely these things. <laughs> so, what's your third thing? And I would say, well, I could go like I have a, a, a dilemma here. I could go in different ways, but I'm gonna say a work in progress because also that's important for me. Uh, using drag as a way of um, healing myself. So, for me, it's very important to perform in a way of feeling that it's a work in progress, always a work in progress, yeah. o- almost a, as a rehearsal. Yeah. I love rehearsals. Yeah. yeah. So, I would yeah. say that. I like that a lot. Um, you know from coming to see many of my shows that they are often like a rehearsal. But, but that's what I love. <laughs> they... I think anything overly rehearsed, well, of course it can look amazing. I understand why J-Lo does rehearsal (laughs) after rehearsal for the Super Bowl. You can't not rehearse for something like that. But I do love these aspects of when things go wrong and I like these aspects of something being natural and that if things need to change direction, they they can do. So, yeah, I get that. Because it connects you to the moment. Like when you are there, like when you are rehearsing something, you are aware of what is going on. Yeah. But in my in my experience, like when I'm doing something that it's about to be like the, the final thing, I'm just focused on doing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. not living it. Not living it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. I think that's great. And you mentioned healing. Now, I think this is really important because I do a lot of drag. Um, I wouldn't say healing for me, but as a very need, is that something I need to do that helps yes. me express myself? So how, what, what did you mean by healing? <laughs> this is not prepared at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not on the list of questions. <laughs> no, uh, oh God, what do you mean? No, um, yeah, so basically, I've, I've never, like, I've never wanted uh, uh, to be a drag queen when I was a child because I, I, I wouldn't allow myself to be that. Yeah. Or want that. But I've always been a drag queen. I don't know how to say it, but uh, yeah. I remember when I was a child, I used to buy like nails, like you, you know those witches' nails. <laughs> the witches' fingers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The plastic and, ones. And be obsessed with <laughs> Ursula in my room and being like so ashamed and closing the doors and just being like laughing, just laughing how Ursula. And I would mm. spend hours just trying to, to laugh as Ursula and just moving the, the fingers. Oh my God, I love and that. And that came to a point where I was like, oh no, I have to shut this down. Okay. Shut this down completely. Yeah. And that's what I feel that I'm most me. Yeah. Myself, sorry. Yeah. And for the longest time I shut that down. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And so, yeah, there, com- there came a moment where I finished my degree that I was like, yeah, I've done everything to uh, go according to plan, but now I feel like shit. So yeah. I started therapy. Yeah. With a psychologist called from heaven, Ursula. <laughs> That's real. That's it was meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. I'm surprised your drag name's not Ariel. Or <laughs> <laughs> Ursula. Ariel Superputa. Yeah. It's <laughs> got a ring to it. <laughs> no, but, and basically, no, it's, it's not that she told me to do that, but she said, like, okay. That is a thing you should focus on because it's actually going back to your roots and yes. going back to um, 
trusting what you believe or what you your instincts go yeah you know because yeah. i had lost that and so, what you obviously enjoy doing as yeah, well exactly i remember you coming up to me at the end of one of my shows <laughs> and kind of nervously sort of saying yes like oh i'd i'd really like to do a drag show and then instantly i said okay then let's do it and you were a bit like uh, okay and yeah. then but you did say yes and i think that was a powerful thing. Yeah, I was paralyzed for the for two months after <laughs> after that. But yeah, it happened. It happened. <laughs> um, okay, this leads us on very nicely to this. And so, when did you fully decide to become a drag queen, and how did it exactly happen? What what moment did you think after this? You obviously had been thinking about it after yeah. your your therapist said, psychologist said this could be something you do. Was there a specific moment you were like, okay, I need to do this now? Yeah, actually, it was because one year prior to that, I was doing a, sh- uh, a theater amateur theater, oh, yeah. and we were doing a production of Rent, uh-huh. and I was playing Angel in uh-huh. Rent, and I was like loving it, but I was. So anxious. So the when the like when we did the first play, yeah, uh, I was super surprised because I was having so much fun and people could tell from the from the audience. And later on, like I I failed that day. I failed in the stage and blah blah blah. <laughs> so it was not perfect. But after after the the show, a lot of people came to me and they were like, "Oh, it was such a joy to see you so so um, joyful." Mm, mm. And I felt like, oh, I've never said, I've, I've never been told that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I need to continue this or I need to go yeah. on with this. Yeah. I think you and I have a very common thread in terms of a love of theatre, of music, yes. of musicals, the very theatrical style drag. Mm-hmm. And I think that's obviously where mine came from, from amateur dramatics, from doing um, No Coward, uh, from doing um, Pantomime, from doing Agatha Christie even, whether I'm oh. playing a male or female oh, character. I, I want to see that. Oh my God. Uh, I think I've got a video somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love Agatha Christie. Murder Mystery is my favorite. Actually, I'm going to ask you now, do you want to be in? I've been planning a murder mystery interactive show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm Hired. down. Hired. Uh, yes, listeners, uh, there's going to be uh, sometime this year. I've already talked about it with a few people, but I really want to do a bit like Cluedo, like live, it's an int live. live. With the public. With the public. Oh, and they, they have to guess who did it. There'll be a proper plot, there'll be interactions. So they go from area to area. Great. And. Yeah, they've got to guess the murder weapon, the the murderer, and a motive. Okay, no joking. Yeah. I was in a in an escape room last last month. Yeah, and I was I I came out and I was like, why aren't they uh, their um, escape rooms as Cluedo? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Set up with the the whole yeah. you know the the manners and yes. the tea. And yes. The, why why aren't there? Yeah, that's great. So okay. yeah. Okay, (laughs) that is an aim of mine. And now that you've heard it publicly, um, number one, don't steal the idea. And number (laughs) number two, 
Uh, you're gonna hold me to it doing it this time, sometime this year, so that is on my to-do list. Okay, right. fab. Um, okay, um, who are your influences um, in and out of the drag world? So it could be, for example, a, a, a drag queen, or it could be somebody, an actor, actress, musician, whoever. Who, who influences your style of drag? My style, well, first of all, I would say Juno Birch. I'm the huge, like, the hugest fan of Juno Birch. But aside from that, like, I came to know her really late. So I would say that my my past influences are Disney villains. Yeah. I just, but not because they are villains, but just because they are fucking a fucking mess. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they are fucking mess, and we enjoy watching that. We do. We right? do enjoy like that. Like when Cruella the Bill crashes her oh. her car, and she's like, "You imbeciles!" It's yes. just delightful, right? Yes. Yeah, so. definitely. And the Disney villains always get the best lines. The best wardrobes, right? They get the best, uh, the best songs quite often yeah. as well. Why would you want to be like the leading, the leading role when you can be like the antagonist, the which villain. is fabulous? Yeah, I used to love playing the baddies in pantomime right? as right. well. So over the top. Um, actually, going back, uh, Juno Birch, um, I've mentioned in other podcasts. Uh, Juna Birch is a, a trans woman who is a drag queen and she is just incredible. Perfection. She is a non-RuPaul drag queen but with like an audience just as big as some of the top yeah. queens. I love her as well. I saw her in Edinburgh with her like um, support act Licorice Black. Yes. Who is also yeah, amazing. I, I haven't, I don't know that much about her. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah both shoot. of them. Yeah, okay. get to know her as well. Okay. Uh, Juno Birch though is, yeah, I would say is one of my biggest icons because I really see my drag future, the way she's done things. Um, and she is it, just an icon in so many ways because like, no, no, not only the looks, which are a fucking amazing, yeah, or the yeah. the lip syncs, which are fucking amazing, but also like the way she does it, like the way she, she does became it. famous just chatting and saying nonsense about her doing playing Play the, the Sims. Sims. Yeah, it's just like what the fuck, girl. Yeah. I, I she's love you. really, really good. She's so clever. She's funny. She does this act with this baby that is like baby <laughs> Juno doll and again anyone who like comes to my shows where I always have like stupid props and puppets yes. and about blow up dolls <laughs> blow up dolls yeah, feature that's your, a lot yeah, that's it's, your baby it is my baby um, yeah go and see her she's amazing or go on YouTube or Instagram and watch her yeah the, the big spender one yeah the, the big, big spender, spender one, one with is the, really with the baby. good with the baby that's it love um, it Fabulous. Um, now, um, again, I've seen you perform with me and I've seen recently your first full-length show in La Federica, which was just incredible. Um, now, I don't know if you performed it yet. Maybe it was in the Drag Academy, but what was your f what's your favourite song to perform? Uh, or have you even done it yet? I... I that, that's a tricky question because I don't... I, I don't know what to answer to that, but I would say I have a type of song. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. More than a song specific, a yeah. type of song. Yeah. And I did it, one of those, I did it in my, in that show that you came to. Yeah. And it's the kind of song that starts with a piano. 
and starts slowly mm. and it's very dramatic and mm. then it comes to a point where and it starts like the big music dance music and it's just like bigger bigger than life yeah so the, yeah. the the example here would be holding up for a hero yeah sung by jennifer saunders yeah jennifer saunders definitely <laughs> i that's love a, that's actually one of my i i love holding up for a hero generally from um bonnie tyler but the jennifer saunders one is just yes. and actually shrek 2 is one of the best animated films of all time yeah i've been re-watching it lately and the it's like Story. Oh, I've not done Shrek. I could do a Shrek version, yeah. couldn't I? The, and you can do <laughs> Shrek 2 and Shrek 1. Yes. And you have all the, the, the how do you say, the, all the, the movies. Yeah, all the movies, yeah, all the sequels and everything. Oh, that could be a good one. But yeah, it, um, holding out for a hero, Jennifer Saunders, amazing. Yeah. I wish I could have seen her. She was starring in Sister Act in oh. the West End. Was she? Yeah. Oh, in last when? year. I think it was the end oh. of last year. Uh, amazing. Amazing. I wish I could have seen it because I but love Sister you've Act seen it? as well. Uh, I've seen the musical. I've seen it actually in London and in Barcelona in oh, Spanish. And yeah. How was Actually, it? the Spanish version was equally as good. Yes. Yeah, okay. which, um, yeah, it was really good. But you've seen Jennifer Saunders live? No. Ever? No, oh, never live. Oh. No. Please tell me if you go and see yeah. her because I'm going to go with you. Like, I don't know if she does anything. Oh, she does, well, theatre things. I think yes. she does plays. I think she was in The Importance of Being Earnest. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think she does much anymore. But seeing her, seeing her in a play would be ah, fabulous. <laughs> Heaven. Um, okay. Oh, I'm loving this. Mm. Um, there will be more interviews with other of my drag favourites coming up now that we know this works so well. <laughs> um, um, so, this question. What do your friends and family think about you doing drag? Well... Uh, there are two separate things. Two here. separate things, yeah. My friends have been just unbelievable. Like I never thought because when when I started doing uh, Kika, I I realized that I needed a lot of help because yeah, I needed a lot of help. Yeah. And I created a group of WhatsApp that called House of Kika, typical yeah. classical. Okay. But the, the big surprise came to me because I thought that they would be enjoying it just because, you know, making a favor to me. Yeah. And it came to a point where they were just enjoying it as much as me. Yeah. So there was a point where they were like, do you want to do a photo shoot? And it was not even for me. It was about us yeah. getting, getting together. So I started doing like uh, lunches in my house. Yeah. I invited all them over. We did a lunch and then we, I don't know, do a photo shoot or do a, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And it's been like, for me, like it's been like the happiest year of my life because of drug. I absolutely love that. And I really think what you said applies to me as well, that my friends have been so supportive and a drag queen cannot be a drag queen without no. people to help. For example, I've got David, my DJ Tiramisu, which I rely upon. But also, I have so many friends. My um, two friends, Albert and Lucho, um, the Hot Bun Boys, Adrian and Fernando, that help him with things. But also, other friends that come and support. But also, like you say, get actively involved and want to be in things 
my friend Juan Lu is always texting me saying, oh, I've got this, I've just seen this dress on Wallapop and all these bits and getting this excitement. Exactly. It's very nice that it can be shared. So and that's a cool thing that they are excited yeah. as well. It's not just about being your friends. It's about gathering like the illusion of, yeah. of drag. I think as well, it allows people to be creative, which yes. I think as an adult, sometimes these creative opportunities of course are there but people don't always do them so i think it gives people this creative outlet to yeah. try things experiment and yeah like going back to being a child being a child being and just a child. Like cutting things with scissors and yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's something yeah, you don't you don't do in your no regular life no and yeah. i love that and yes. yeah i totally agree with that and i know also your friends how supportive they are i've seen them in the shows we've done together, the, the, them coming to my shows. Um, your show you did um, a few weeks ago was just incredible. <laughs> the support they gave you was yeah. insane, um, but was so full of love, loved it. Yeah, it's very beautiful. I'm so grateful. Uh, I wouldn't say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very grateful. And on the other hand, it's my family, which they are not, uh, against it or whatever but they are just quietly okay yeah yeah and it kind of hurts of course yeah it kind of hurts because it's just like hey i'm being the happiest i've been ever yeah in my life yeah and and you are not enjoying it like, yeah. like you are not being part of it because you don't want to like I've told them, come and show the shows. Yes. Yeah, well, we're busy, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And my mother really tries and she comes, but I can see she's not enjoying it. Mm. She's not enjoying the thing. Yeah. So it's just a bit frustrating. But... Yeah. Maybe give it time. I remember, um, well, my mum grew up really supporting my amateur dramatics. And actually when I was even before my amateur dramatics as a Boy Scout, she gave me her bra to wear. <laughs> my first drag role as Maid Marion and her Merry Men. So I was wearing my mother's bra, stuffed it. That's mother love. But of course, there is a difference between a pantomime, which is very much accepted, and then to drag is kind of different. But um, I certainly know, because I do a lot with charity, my mum loves this, and now she actually gives me jewellery and clothing and things. I would say, give her a little bit of time, and maybe they'll start to see how much you do enjoy it, and... We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we never know, but... Yeah, my mother, at the end, she will be always there. Yeah. Because she's always there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And my family, yeah, some some people of my family are just like, sometimes they do like, hey, tell us for the next show. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay I'll tell you. <laughs> see, see how it goes. Yeah, I know what, I know what you mean. Um, I think it's interesting people's perceptions and maybe some people don't also fully understand what they're going to see or they, they've got an idea of what a drag queen is and, yeah. and actually when they're in that situation might not even be a situation in terms of drag but maybe worried or anxious about going to a gay bar for example or being yeah. who, how, who else is going to be in this situation and then they'll just realise it's very normal people yeah <laughs> and, and also like the kind of show that I try to do which is kind of based on what you do it's not just about 
doing a drag show, it's also theater. It's yes. entertaining. It's yes. it's uh, making the public uh, interact with each yes. other and with you. So, in, in at the end of the day, it's it's more of a party. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a gathering. It, yeah, and it is a very theatrical experience, right? which I think um, people, no matter their background, can really associate with because everyone's basically been to the theater. So. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Yes. Well, let's see. Plenty of time. You're only yeah. starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'll tell you. Um, okay, and leading on to that, what, any upcoming projects? You might not be able to say anything <laughs> yet, but um, um, while, actually, while you tell me this, I'm going to start preparing some little cakes that okay. actually Kika's brought along because, of course, this podcast is called Let Them Eat Cake. Yeah. And I often talk about food, but actually, I've never eaten a cake while doing the podcast. Well, it should be fun. So this is, a, this is a bit inspired by lovely Jessie Ware and her <laughs> gorgeous mum for table manners. Yeah. So I had actually had done some baking this morning. and Wow, well, I made a... a a banoffee pie, but Kika's kindly which bought looked amazing. Um, some amazing things. So I'm gonna cut us a little bit each. We got a carrot cake, apple, apple cake, cake. and cheese. I uh, cheese no, uh, chocolate. Cake. A chocolate cake. Yes. So we're gonna. I'm gonna cut that while he tells of any upcoming exciting project. <laughs> well, um, yeah, uh, there's. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that I can be very proud of and happy, uh, which is uh, I'm going to be having a monthly show in La Casa de la Pradera on Wednesdays. And all thanks to you, by the way. Oh, <laughs> this is an amazing um, uh, gay bar in Raval in yes. Barcelona. So um, that is wonderful. It's a great place. So. I think your drag will be really well suited there. Yeah, the, the, the size of it and the people normally that I see there, it's just very... I think it suits me. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, it's really exciting. And I yes. think having a starting point um, where you've got a nice place to perform, like I have my gorgeous La Federica, is a really fantastic way of being confident with your drag and your creativity as well. Yeah, and also feeling at home somehow, because when you when you are just uh, going uh, do a show there and there, you always feel like uh, that's someone who is uh, coming from nowhere. But uh, I imagine that the feeling of having a stable place is just like, okay, it's my host. Yes. I can, I can perform here and think for the next one. Yeah, Stability. of course. And I think having that Having that as a, a place that you feel familiar with and people coming, and especially places in our community, is, is a great a great thing. So yeah. that is really exciting. So yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Um, now, um, as well, we tuck in, uh, so we've got a bit of chocolate cake, a bit of carrot cake, apple cake. Um, while I'll be talking about this, I'm going to skip to this one because the podcast is called Let Them Eat Cake. Do you have a sweet tooth? And what is your favourite cake? Mm, well, I should... Oh. <laughs> I'll say anything with eating and talking. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should say carrot cake is just my favourite. Mm -hmm. Just because of the icing. I'm just that, that girl. I would skip all the rest and just eat the icing. Yeah. So, actually, 
My favorite is icing. <laughs> An icing cake. Yeah. Um, I would be completely happy with that. I do love the carrot cake. Actually, mm. out of these three, the apple cake is the one I would buy. And I'm eating now. I went for it first and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Love an I apple cake. Tried. Yeah, it's really nice. It's moist. We, mm. Listeners, I'm sure you oh. hate that word as much as I do. <laughs> moist. moist. Mm. Um, <laughs> that is gorgeous. Um, no, yeah. Now, we're coming to the end of our little afternoon tea, which is so gorgeous. Um, what are your drag ambitions then? So we've got these upcoming monthly show in Casa de la Pedrera. Have you thought past that? Have you thought like incorporating with that or anything? What do you see yourself for the future? I try not to project too much, to not have, you know, those expectations. I try not to, Mm. but like, I think in general, my, what I want out of this is just being able to perform on a stable, on a stable way, not necessarily the the biggest thing ever, but yeah. just being able to do shows and plays and try. Like, yeah, my goal is to actually end up having a play, you know, doing a play mm, in drag yeah. with some other drag queens. Yeah, yeah, that I would love that. Uh, but yeah, I try not to project too much. I just wanna do every step. Uh, enjoyable yeah to enjoy the moment mm-hmm. I love that well fantastic um, well thank you so much for joining me on my <laughs> first drag interview Ooh. excluding my mother um, <laughs> she's she's the she's the queen of drag queens she's the drag mother the, <laughs> uh, um, so thank you very much and um, what's your Instagram so people can follow it <laughs> It's kika.super.puta. Similar to some lady's Instagram. Oh, yes. Um, what, a lady.red.velvet? Um, which you should be following. And if you're not, then stop listening right now. And follow us. Mm-hmm. And follow us. So thank you very much. I always end my podcast by giving people a little piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to say, if any time in the future people are unkind or unsupportive, I have a very useful catchphrase. Do you mm-hmm. know which one it is? No, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just whispered because <laughs> we're going to say it together. So okay, one. Yeah. This is what you say. Anyone unsupportive, unkind? Any time you're like, no, this won't stand. We say one, two, three. Cállate puta! <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Kika. It's been thank lovely. You. We're going to finish you. these cakes now. Thank mm-hmm. you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back soon. And maybe another little guest coming up in the next few weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.